If you're over here on YouTube watching the podcast, listen, I need you to do me a favor. If you love me, do me this favor. Pull out your phone right now and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anywhere that you actually listen to podcasts at, right? I need you to subscribe and leave a review. Listen, the way podcasts work is the streets don't know we doing good if it's not on the audio version. The YouTube version don't really count, okay? So go over there, leave us a review, and let us know how much you love the podcast. Now back to the episode. I essentially had to mentally prepare myself for life um, at the age of five. Um, I've always been pretty locked in. And I seen what my mom had to do for me as a single parent. Mm -hmm. So there was no, I had no room to goof off or go the wrong direction or sell drugs or, you know, do anything that can make my mama put her in a predicament where it's not good. So I chose to go, you know, a good route as far as you staying focused. So I stayed focused all through school. And um, eventually that leads up to this. another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast where we talk about all things being a ceo because y'all honestly being a ceo is ghetto as fuck but nobody ever talks about it they don't talk about the highs they only talk about the highs they don't talk about the lows they don't talk about the mental anguish and all the things that we go through as a ceo but that is what we do here at the ghetto ceo podcast and so i bring you guys real ceos that want to tell you their stories because we all have a ghetto ceo story i know you're thinking about when right now Okay, but listen, make sure you comment, you like, you subscribe. You also leave us a review so we know that you are loving this podcast. But today is no different. I am going to bring you a CEO that's ready to come to the couch and bring be honest and transparent about what this journey actually took, how they were able to get here, and how they're going to motivate you to get to the next level. So welcome to the couch. What's yeah. up, friend? What's up? What's up? You good? <laughs> yes, are you good? <laughs> I'm scared. Good. I'm good. I appreciate listen, you. Listen, this is about to be good. Yeah, it is. I am excited. So tell them who you are. But listen, you can't give us the regular, like the regular <laughs> spiel. You go, can you drop us a hot 15, like a little quick Jeez, rap, right quick to tell man. us who you are? You got some bars in you? I got one. Okay, All let's right. see. Check me out. Uh, All right. My name is Tori. Yeah. I got a quick story. Yeah. We on the podcast. Okay. We going to tell the truth and laugh. Yeah. That's all you get for free. That's all you get for free. Not too much. Not too much. I love it. I love it. All right, Tori. What you tell them who you are and what you have accomplished in your business? So my name is Tori C. Butler. I'm a two-time award-winning author, and I'm the founder and CEO of Scribble. Yes. So Scribble is a social networking service uh, to where we are designed to connect authors, writers, and creative minds all for the purpose of networking. I love it. I love it. So, and I think building a community as an entrepreneur is so important. And I think people forget that community is really the cheat code. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have people to push you to go further, then you're not going to do it. Let's be honest. We we get up and get cute every day because we seen Keisha down the street getting cute. You know what I mean? So what made you just like I need to create a network and bring authors together to develop this. So I'm going to rewind to the past because that'll okay. kind of help us, you know, in okay. today. So 
I was I was born in Miami and okay. I moved to Atlanta when I was five. Okay. Uh, but story twist, my mom is Bahamian. So, mm. you know, you hear a lot about island people, Jamaica. Shout out to the Bahamians. We don't, <laughs> we don't get enough love. Shout right, out to the 242. Right, but uh, my mom was born and raised in the Bahamas. And okay. um, like a lot of people in that uh, Caribbean chain, they come to the States because yeah. there's not a lot of jobs and opportunities there on the island. Okay. So she was no different. So she came there in, in the 90s. Um, and then she had me with my, my dad at the time. Uh, so when I was born, uh, we spent five years in Miami. Mm -hmm. We left Miami because of this. My mom got home and she found uh, a note sitting on the floor. She picked it up as we was walking in and she read it. And there was a death note saying that whoever he owed money to, they were going to kill her, kill mm -hmm. me and kill mm -hmm. my grandmother who was still alive at the time. Wow. So my mom took no chances and Here she you. got in the car she put me in the car, and we left. We was in our 1995 Geo Prism, which is <laughs> a, like a clown car. Yeah. But we got in there, and we left. Now, when I say we left, like, we ain't leave to go up the street to, you know, grandma's house or nothing like that. Like, yeah. mind you, my mom's from the island, so all my family is back home. On right, the right, right, right. So when we left, we left just with nowhere to go. Like, we legit left. Mm. So we started the drive, and um, we ended up in a few places before, like, officially coming to Atlanta. But okay. Uh, on the way there, I experienced, you know, homelessness, mm. sleeping in cars, and this is all at the age of five. Yeah. Um, stuff that's not normal to a child, but, right. you know, certain things that I had to endure and then deal with. Um, not only that, and there was a there was a thing at the time where people would open their homes up, mm -hmm. or, like Airbnb, legal not, but people yeah. would open their homes up <laughs> while they stayed there, and um, it was more so for people in need of gotcha. of homes. Yeah. So we did that a lot of times. Uh, stayed with random people, you know. Again, we we left all for that uh, safety reason. So um, eventually, we got to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, right there, Tara Boulevard. That was the the first apartments we stayed in. Okay. It, was called, it was called Summer Wind at the yeah. time. Not yeah. sure what it's called now. But um, all that leading up to this point, um, I essentially had to mentally prepare myself for life mm. um, at the age of five. Um, I've always been pretty locked in, and I seen what my mom had to do for me as a single parent. Mm -hmm. So there was no, I had no room to goof off or go the wrong direction or sell drugs. Or, you know, do anything that can make my mama put her in a predicament where it's not good. Yeah. So I chose to go you know, a good route as far as you staying focused. So right, I stayed right. focused all through school. And um, eventually that leads up to this because I'm so focused and headstrong. When I wrote my book, uh, where do I go from here? That was my first book I published in 2020. And six months after I published it, I thought to myself, damn, this, this process is kind of weird. Like, how do you, you know, how do you start to write a book? Like, mm. where do you go? You know, and those are all of the questions that right. I had right, that I just kind of figured out myself. So, right. again, six months after I published the book in 2021, I decided to do something about it. I was like, shit, ain't nobody thought about this yet? Yeah, me, yeah. I guess I'll go ahead and, and do it. And the right. whole reason being to, to help people that come behind that have the same like questions that I had. So, uh, in 2021, I, I started the concept for Scribble. Um, and in that, I was looking up companies. Mind you, I don't have a technical background at right, all. Right, because I was going to say that. It's already a thing to be in tech, right? Right. But to be black in tech <laughs> is a, a, another thing. Yeah, you know yeah, what exactly. I mean? So, like, how are you combating that? It's, it's, it's tough, right? But I bring up that story to say 
I've always been focused. Mm. Like I, I had no choice in life but to be focused. So yeah. anything I put my hands on is focused. So uh, Google was my best friend. <laughs> Period. Uh, uh, and then experience was my was my other partner on this hand. Yeah. And, um, just constantly falling. People not picking up my calls. People not answering emails. You know that all that yeah, stuff, right? right that's right. a part of the process. So anybody listening. Do not stop because somebody did not respond to you. That is a part of the process. You Facts. keep going. Facts. Um, and I think uh, just even to piggyback off that, like people don't realize that it's the law of averages. Like you can't reach out to somebody, 10 people and be like, oh, I'm going to get some responses. Now you got to reach out to a hundred. Right. Exactly. Like you got to keep going. So I love that part of your journey. Exactly. So, you know, and, and, and to put it in context, like, you know, our best players in the NBA, they don't make the shots they make in the game. Because they didn't practice, right? Mm-hmm. They're in practice putting up 200, 300, 400 shots. Right. Not all of them are going in, uh, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but they're going to constantly put the shots to get better. So it's the same Facts. thing in business. You got to put up those shots. You got you got to get the reps in. Like, you exactly. got to be able to practice. So talking about this journey, you black and tech, you're starting this new app. And, you know, I don't think the, uh, you tell me, it's the hard part starting the app or it's after the app is finished? Man, it's the day-to-day. Jesus. <laughs> Like it, you know, it's an ongoing process. Yeah. Um, from my COO, who's uh, man, he he's my guy. He's yeah, my guy. I love it. My my tech team. Um, you know, it's it's like anything else. It has constant bugs and you know fixes, different things. You always gotta like Listen, maintenance. Nah, nah. Something <laughs> about that tech life. Cause I got a friend that got a software company, and something about that tech life is just elevated CEO yeah. stress. Yeah. Because it's like just think I'm just thinking about your staff. You got a staff like real people developers right. that understand and they know they are high demand. So they you can't even right. negotiate yeah. with them. <laughs> yeah. You can't they even know, be, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You can't even exactly. like, be like You gotta man, come correct. Yeah, you gotta come correct. Yeah. You know, and I remember my friend telling me, like, the developers know that they so good and that you need them. Exactly. They'll go missing for a week. You be like, All right, <laughs> man, welcome back to the team. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But yeah. you definitely you definitely have to keep a, a, a tight hold on your team for yeah, sure you have yeah. to know what's going on but what I don't want to do is skip a step mm-hmm. on how I even develop like a tech team okay, and like okay, okay. all that stuff right so in 2021 that's when I started the concept for Scribble okay. and at first before I called it Scribble I called it Indie Author so mm-hmm. we can put that in the history book <laughs> um but then I felt like that was too much too much of a narrow you Got know you. angle mm-hmm. And I want to encompass everybody. Like, right. this is a global brand that I'm yeah. planning for. So I changed the name uh, Indie Author to Scribble. Mm-hmm. And that's been our name since uh, early, or excuse me, late 2021. I love it. So you started this app, and where where are we today? Like, what what's happening now since you started in 2021, and then where are we going? Definitely. So after, after the concept, I started to go into production of putting the app together. Mm-hmm. How I did that was research, honestly. I don't have, um, you know, at the time I didn't have a network of people around me that like knew this lane because let's be honest, it's not a lane, you know, typically us as black people go to um, (laughs) and especially as a CEO. So it's definitely challenging and figuring everything out by yourself. Um, But I did that. And once I researched, I found the company that I thought was suitable, got them on the phone and I'm a big I'm not into monetary value. When I when I speak to somebody, I gotta feel you one, and then two, you gotta have the same mindset that I have right. on my team. So I surround myself with people that believe in what I believe in more than I do. Mm-hmm. Because as a CEO, I wake up sometimes like, 
I don't know how we gonna I don't know how we're gonna get it today. Right. You know, I honestly don't. Or I wake up and we got four or five emails from, you know, clients that are disappointed or this is not working, I need yeah. a refund, this and yeah. that. So it's definitely a struggle every day. But that's why it's important to have people that believe in you even more than you do yeah. around you. So I have that and uh because of that, that's why I have a, a team of ten people now. Mm-hmm. So um again I researched, found the, the tech team and then um they were on the same page as me. Got you. And that's why I signed on with them. So I brought them on, brought my CEO on, who actually went to school with me, too, okay. uh, in college. And um, here we are today. So right, I love it. So right now, um, the app is live on the okay. Google and uh, uh, App Store. And we have over 1,000 users. Okay. That's a, that's a huge accomplishment. Um, nice. we, we launched May 18th, and we have 1,000 users. So that lets me know that. May 18th of this year. Of this year. Oh, wow. Yes. Of this yes, year. Yes. So that lets me know that it, it works. Right. It works. We got some. We we trying to go up like three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I love it. And you even mentioned like you having a COO, right? And I think a lot of times people don't have foresight that they need help. Like I need a partner in this. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like how did you develop one, the ideology to find a CEO, COO, but also find the person that you could do life with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like your, your wife. Yeah, yeah, business, yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. And that's, and that's tough. And it's, it can get tricky because everybody wants to get paid, right? Mm-hmm. You, you know, you're using my time, my services, wherever the case. Yeah. I need that. I need that bread. Right, right, right. right. But at the same time, when you find somebody that, that sees long term, like not mm-hmm. just the now, but long term and what something could be, and they believe in it. Yeah, hold them. Right, that's, that's it right there. Right. So that's how I shop for people. Honestly, mm. um, if you believe in what I believe in, and more than I believe in it, and you see the value, I'm gonna take care of you. There, yeah. there's no issue. So that's how I was able to lock him in and. We've been on the road since. I love it. And so I, I even know building a, a tech company ain't like building, you know what I'm saying, like some like a service base, some small, right? right? Like how did you find the funding? Like are you venture back? Like like how did you find the funding to build this big company? Yeah, and that that goes back to what we talked about a little earlier, just mm-hmm. never giving up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you don't get the emails or yeah. the callbacks or whatever the case is, that's not that's not a, a a position to stop. You yeah. got to keep going. So essentially that's what happened to me. Mm-hmm. I reached out to, you know, venture capitalists and different investors mm-hmm. and I'm still left on red. Yeah. You s- I'm still left on red. Hey, pull up. Have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like, you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneur's Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid we have these ceos there for you but even taking it up a notch we have local chapters in your city from atlanta to dallas to new york to houston to chicago chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together linking up to go to brunch together having fun together doing community service outreach like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people it's time for you to get some co-work assist and this community is completely free just because you're watching this podcast all you have to do is stop pause the podcast click the link below take the assessment get in the community and i'll see you there bye co-worker back to the episode
<laughs> but um, you know, you you take that for what it is, and you right. keep going. So essentially, I'm bootstrapped. I've yeah. done everything, um, and I've built this from the ground up. And um, you know, it's it's still a day to day process. But from taking the idea in my head to turn into something that's actually physical that you can download and see and play yeah. with, and this, that, and the third bootstrap style yeah nah it, it's not small at all it takes a lot of grit it takes a lot of grind so as you say running the day-to-day it could be all kind of things going on so what it, when you think of the most ghettoest thing about being a ceo what do you think about like what's the first thing that come to mind oh man it's it's um <laughs> <laughs> i think the ghettoest thing is probably customer service mm. um so i did i did seven years in the military okay right? um and in that you find yourself like a you're a retail person yeah at times because yeah. you you answer to a lot of higher-ups mm. um but you got to put your you know your telemarketer voice on hey right. how you doing <laughs> you need anything today yeah all right <laughs> so so I would say that, but it translates good with me because I've experienced that like right. my military time, but definitely the customer service because you have to essentially remember the customer always, right? Like you have to, you know, yeah. kind of form to them and what they need or they leave you bad reviews and, right. you know, you bad reviews on, don't do right. nothing these days. So yeah. um, definitely that part is challenging for me, but luckily I have a team that helps me out. I love that. And I think, and going back to customer service because as CEOs, we have a certain type of brain that works, right? Like, we're very creative. We are visionaries. We want to create. I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about the bigger picture, right. right? Like, I'm thinking about this is what I want the app to look like. This is where I want people to see it. I want to uh, walk into a Barnes & Noble and the app is everywhere. Like, that's right. what I'm thinking about, right? Right. I'm not thinking about the expectation <laughs> of Sally three two one about yep. what you know. what I'm saying like and, user five nine nine. I think that's the username for real. That was <laughs> like I'm not thinking about that. Exactly. Like and sometimes and in business you got to like come out of that brain and like okay let me like see what you mean about when you click this button it didn't submit so you was fun you know what I'm saying right, right. like because in your mind it's like I really want to stay in this visionary seat you know but a lot of times i feel like in business because we're staying there we miss the the small stuff you know so how did you develop the i guess the balance of being able to yo-yo you know what i'm saying go back and forth and it's it's tough because when you're starting out you are everything absolutely you you are your ceo your coo Mm -hmm. your marketer your uh finance person like all that you are that yourself but at a certain point you'll you'll see when it's when it's time to bring someone on or, right. you know, time to relieve yourself from a certain duty. Cause it definitely helps for sure. Right. Like you said, to keep your eye on the prize, like the bigger picture, but you know, I, I'm still doing, not only am I doing CEO stuff, I'm doing uh marketing stuff. I'm yeah. answering emails at times when yeah. my, when my, uh, when my team's not available right. or something like that. Like, so I'm still very much in the midst of doing uh, a lot of stuff by myself. Mm-hmm. As well as keeping my CEO hat on, like, yeah. you know, making sure, you know, I can pay people, making sure that I got um, investors, making sure my long-term goals are being um, uh, being um, looked after and, right. you know, all, just all kind of stuff. So yeah. um, definitely it's, and that's the process. Yeah, it's a part of the process. That it, people try to skip. 
every time. You they can't. want the shortcut. They want the the hacks. Yeah, you know. And that's saying? not a thing. I tell you why. Because I tried. <laughs> there is none. <laughs> I tried. Yeah. No, but um, you you definitely got to go through a process. You know, you look at everything, even on Earth, like to get a tree that goes through a process mm. to to grow flowers that goes through a process to make a diamond right. that goes through a process in order to get where it is. So yeah. when we're in our journeys, you just got to remember don't don't evade the process. Because time is undefeated. Yeah, nah, facts. And I think that a lot of people, when they think about the CEO journey, they're thinking about it and they're like, man, I'm struggling. Or like, I done had to go to zero. I done had to empty my bank account. Or I'm paying my rent late. Or this is happening. Or this is happening. And they feel like they're one-on-one. Right. And today, listen to this podcast and be like, nah, you one of many. Right, okay? exactly. I feel, I see you. I'm with you. <laughs> and I think people feel like that because... Like we talked about earlier, the social media presence that that gives off this this easy going like yeah. you know entrepreneurship. You can just hop into it tomorrow, right. and you'll be a millionaire. And yeah. I think that's why a lot of people feel that way. And but, I hate that we talk like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I hate like there's no there's no wrong way or no bad. It's not bad that we're striving to help people make millions of dollars, mm-hmm. but it's not a. You know what I'm it's saying? Not it's not thing. instant. It's yeah. something that it has to be developed. And honestly, at the end of the day, I can give you all the strategies. I can give you all the plays. I can tell you exactly what I did. But until it's your time. Exactly. It's not going to happen. So talk to me about, like, what is, I guess, one of the biggest hardships that you've had to go through as a CEO? Really just, just understanding that the journey that I'm on is not, is a road less taken. Mm. Um, so my opportunity to be able to talk the same language to people that are specifically going through a process that I'm going through is limited. Um, so with that, and then I'm black, right? So not, not to say that has anything to do with anything, but if it does, it it does, does. it It is what it is, you know, people protect, you know, what's theirs. Like, you know, as far as, um, you know, infiltrating like a certain, Mm -hmm. you know, market, right? Like, who's this? Right. No, absolutely. And like black men and black women in tech is not like a huge market. You know what I mean? Like, and also to be tech founders, you know, and now you got to go into this other atmosphere because it's money out there, right? Right. Like it's money. These people, I I always see tech valuations and they (laughs) getting millions and billions of dollars every single day. You know what I'm saying? But we can't, we have great ideas too. And we don't get the same opportunities to be able to get the same money and resources so we can be able to bring our ideas to market. Right. And that's why we just have to, you just have to make it happen. Like it's not, it's not, gonna be pretty it's not gonna be pretty at all but yeah. if you really are wanting to do it and i mean nothing can stop destiny and i read something earlier it said there's not a shortage of good ideas there's mm-hmm. a shortage of people that's willing to act on them facts and i was just willing to act on this random thought that came right. in my head like imagine me just i think i was l- sitting down eating chicken i was sitting down eating chicken <laughs> and then this idea came to me like yeah start an app start an app like Right. I have nothing to do with that space. You yeah. know, I don't know where to even start or begin, but, you know, that was laid on my heart. So I acted on it. And, you know, a lot of things, you'll go far in places if you just act on things. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people right now are probably still stuck in naming a business. Come on. Don't. That that can we can come back to it. That's called rebranding. Yeah, we, we can come or back to that. Or just do it. Yeah, just do it. Or just go and we'll figure out the rest later. That's really what this is, huh? Yeah. Go and f- we'll figure out the rest later. And that's my philosophy. 
right? Like I am a jump off the porch and figure out where the parachute at on the way down. Right. Okay. Because at the end of the day, you, you gonna fail. You gonna go to zero. It's gonna be hard. So why are we delaying the process? Like exactly. I might as well just go through it. Exactly. Yeah, ain't no way around it. No, there is no way around it. And so I, I love that you are telling this part of your journey um, because I think people need to know. And I also love that you're showing that we don't have to stay within the conventional businesses. We can have apps. We can own a tech company. We can do things and bring our ideas to life. Somebody's probably like, oh, I thought about that idea, but did you execute it? Exactly. That's the only difference. Yep. How many times somebody looked on TV be like, Jojo, I thought of that. Right, right. I know I thought of that. Right. You know, they did it though. So, you know. That's the difference. Yeah. That is the difference. And I tell and I uh I run a nonprofit too. It's called You and We Win. And um I spoke to high school kids mm-hmm. a few months ago and I told them, you know, they're this this generation is huge on like streaming and mm-hmm. you know, all that good stuff, this uh this internet success, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell them, you know, it's 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 something else behind that, mm-hmm. right? And what I mean by that is, for example, I told them I told them to look up somebody that streams and let me know how much they make, mm-hmm. or whatever like that. They brought up the number. Let's just say it was like five million a mm-hmm. year or something like that. I said, okay, does that person own the platform that they're streaming on? Mm-hmm. They said, no. Oh, okay. So mm-hmm. think about it like this: if I'm the owner of the platform and I have enough money to give you five million, ten million, yeah. fifteen million, fifteen million. How much you think I'm getting? Yeah. How much you think I'm eating? Right. Right. So let's let's really put it in perspective. I tell them don't have a narrow mind when it comes to this. Like it's it's a bigger picture behind the smoke and mirrors. There yeah. are, there is another side. That's what I want people to look at. And on top of the the mission and vision of Scribble, um, that was a part of my process too. Yeah. Was to get somebody f- center stage, front stage that look like them. Mm-hmm. They got tattoos that, right. you know, it's not conventional tech, like just somebody from Miami, like, you know, and I, I told the original story, like just somebody that just figured it out yeah. and just wouldn't stop. So that's, that's what I would say. And, um, you know, don't fall victim to the internet preneurs. Don't, you got to quote me when you use this again, yes. you got the internet preneurs mm-hmm. and you got the entrepreneurs. Right. And we already right. know what's going on with the internet preneurs. They're going to sell you that dream of what it is. But the entrepreneur is going to tell you what it ain't. Yep. They don't keep it real with you. And that's on, that's on period. Okay. <laughs> now, last question. Is there any regrets that you've had along this journey um, that you see now? You're like, okay, I had to go through that for this. But any regrets that you've had? I say no because, and I don't want this to sound cliche because everybody say <laughs> the L is for lesson. Yeah. <laughs> but um, honestly, they are, they were lessons. I don't yeah. have any regrets on anything because I think strategically everything that was done was done to get here. I love it. I love it. Well, y'all, this was good. Okay. Anything y'all want to leave, you want to leave the people with before we go? Uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning in. If you want to uh, follow me, you go to ToryButler.com. Make sure you download the app. Go to thescribbleapp.com or just go to the app or Google Play Store. Type in Scribble, then period, and then you'll see us pop up, man. I love it. If you're an author, you need to get on in the wave, okay? <laughs> Listen, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Ghetto CEO Podcast where we talk about all things giving ghetto, being a CEO. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. But, but, 
go to the Apple Podcast and leave us a review. Let us know how you enjoyed this episode, what our, your favorite episode is. And last but not least, make sure you turn tune in to the Monday meetings with me and my brother Cody every Monday at 5 a.m. on Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts. I'll see you guys later. Bye, y'all.